Hello and welcome to Sustainable in the City, a podcast that tells inspiring stories of everyday city dwellers on a journey to a more sustainable life. I'm your host and novice sustainableite, Brooke. All right, today is Thursday, which means it's podcast day. And thank you to everyone who's joining on the day it's launched, but obviously it may not be Thursday whenever you're listening to this, and that's cool too. Um, If anyone has been tracking, this is episode number 10, which is kind of excited. I made it to double digits, guys. I'm clearly, I'm doing it. <laughs> um, Today, I think we're going to have an episode that is relatable to everyone, whether or not you're even interested in sustainability. So maybe this one could be a good one to, you know, share with your friends and family, give this podcast some love if you guys have liked it. But yeah, today we are talking to Carrie and she owns Shop K-Beth, which is um, a retailer, I guess, that sells secondhand clothing. But it's interesting because her primary avenue is through Instagram. So we're going to dive in more to that. But I think secondhand shopping and thrift shopping is something that, you know, everyone has probably done at some point in their life. And If you haven't, it's probably because you thought that that was something that low-budget or low-income people did. Um, I I know that I've had that stigma in my own life of, I feel poor if I'm at a thrift store, and I think that that's really unfortunate. Um, So I think, I hope that we talk a little bit about that today and get into why that's such a misunderstanding and something that we don't need to focus on. One stat that I am going to throw out there before we start this episode is that North America alone sends over 10.5 million tons of clothing to landfills, 95 of which cannot be recycled. And that's a year. So scale that down even more and you'd find that the average person throws away 80 pounds of clothes every single year. That's a lot. (laughs) And I think that the secondhand movement has really ramped up to the world of sustainability because this stat is terrifying. Like that I mean, talk about plastic is one thing, but I think the world of textiles and fashion, um, there's a whole thing that you can research called the fast fashion movement and what that has done to our landfills and just the whole climate conversation in general um, has been really interesting. So definitely if you're interested in fashion or learning more, fast fashion is fascinating. Lots of F's in that <laughs> statement. So this is why it's important. This is why we're talking about it. We want to eliminate that. And also, I think it can be super fun to thrift shop and the things that you can find, you know, it's kind of like if you enjoy going to a yard sale. Sometimes you find the coolest treasures that you might not have even thought of. Um, the other thing about thrift shops that I don't think we'll talk about today because we're primarily focusing on clothing, but, you know, housewares, there's so many things that you can do. And um, I've thrown... A Halloween party for a long time and pretty much my decor for that party has always come from thrift stores because I found some of the coolest stuff there. So yeah, I hope that you guys really enjoy this episode and uh, let's get started talking to Carrie. All right. Well, thank you so much, Carrie, for being with me today. Uh, for all of you that don't know, we had a bunch of uh, fun technical things that, that we were <laughs> we were messing around with. So I'm excited to actually be talking to you. Yeah. Um, and I would love to kind of tell people what you're all about. Um, specifically, the the thing that I know about you is that you run a website and Instagram called Shop K Beth. So we're, what is that and how did it start? Yeah. So Shop K Beth actually started as just a closet cleanout for me. Um, I had seen one other person do this before, and I guess this has been four, maybe going on five years ago. Um, just a friend of mine had thought, oh, I'm going to upload some things that I don't wear anymore from my closet. I'm going to upload those to Instagram just to show people, see if anybody would like to purchase them. So I thought that was brilliant and I totally stole the idea, (laughs) but it was just to clean out my personal closet. So I jumped on there and it was very successful. I was able to, I can't remember an exact number, but it was over a thousand dollars worth of stuff that I sold just out of my closet. And I thought, oh my goodness, there has to be something to this. So I decided to start pursuing it. Um, 
as a business, I guess you could say. And the first thing, the one thing about me, I guess that I should share is that I am a huge thrift shopper. I have always been a huge thrift shopper, just honestly, for the thrill of the deal. Like, Lots of people thrift for different reasons, but to me, if I'm being completely honest, it's just because I love to get a deal. I used to go to secondhand resale stores with friends growing up, and we would go on a little shopping spree on the way home because it was usually out of town. I live in a very small town in southeastern Kentucky. On the way home, we would get online and we would search all the comps on the items that we got these really (laughs) great deals on and see who got the best deal. So just saying. If she ever listens to this, I really, I won every time. No kidding. (laughs) I really did. Um, But to me, that was just one of the things that made me tick. I just loved getting good deals. And I swear, I tell my husband all the time, I don't care if we are billionaires someday. I will always shop at thrift stores. Always. So that's how Shop KBS started. Just a simple closet clean out turned into kind of a business that was just laid in my lap. So my thrift shopping, I started, I obviously do it for myself and I have two little boys and husbands. So I thrift shop for all of us. But then as I would share outfits, people would say, oh, that's so cute. Where did you get that? And I am not one to hide it. I said, goodwill, (laughs) as proud as I possibly could. And I would say, oh yeah, I got this for $3, this for $2. And I had people start asking me if I would start shopping for them and for their sizes. And so that's when Shop Beth really began is when I started shopping, not only for me, but for other people. And I would start listing things on Instagram. I just upload the picture and then I've kind of toyed around with the different ways of selling. So I, at first would do set prices. And then I was finding that there were a lot of people that would want one specific item or two items that were popular. And I would have people commenting underneath it. Oh man, sorry, I missed this. Or, you know, I would have paid this for that. That's the more uh, in your face approach, I guess. But uh, (laughs) it, it let me know really fast that an auction style sale would probably be something that people would be interested in. And to me, it just seemed most fair. It gives everybody a chance at the item. So at Shop Quebec, it has progressed and we are now a sort of auction site. I say sort because technically I'm just on Instagram. I have a website as well, but I do most of my selling through Instagram as it just seems to be most convenient. Everybody's already there. And, um, Instagram is not an auction site, as I'm sure you know. (laughs) And so I have kind of made up my own little, uh, I don't know, roles, I guess, a set of roles. And the way that I upload things, they upload all at once. It's almost like eBay style. People can come in and they can bid on the items that they want in even increments. I always tell them to keep the change because I just <laughs> math was never my strong suit. I'm a thrifter, not a math girl. So I always like those even increments. They bid on those highest bidder, at the time that the auction closes, which is usually around 10 p.m., they'll stay live for bidding for a couple hours, and then I close it down, and the highest bidder wins. So I'll tag them, and they purchase, and I ship it out. So do you do lot. it? <laughs> no, yeah. Do you do it like once a week then, or how? Do, like, what is the schedule? Like, how do I know when an auction's coming up? Is it random? Okay, so it started out random. And that's just because that is my life. My life is random. Like I said, I have two little boys. They're both toddlers. They're 15 months apart. So my life is kind of crazy. So it was random at first. But then as I started developing a business mindset for the page, I knew that there needed to be some consistency um, just for the customers as well as for myself and building the business. So Typically, I would have a full auction on Tuesday nights. Tuesdays just seem to be the day that people, I guess, are at home with some free time. So they're on Instagram. So Tuesdays seem to be the best day. And that is the day that I focus most of my selling. However, I'm still, I mean, I've been doing it a long time. But just like any business, I'm constantly evolving. And I'm actually right now toying around with some ideas on maybe just uploading a handful of items a day and letting those go to auction. Um, 
when they upload their open for bidding and then have just a close time for the items. So sure. I'm looking for like maybe mini daily auctions is kind of what I'm thinking I'm going to go to. Cool. Yeah. That, that I think so. I, um, I don't actually even know how I fully discovered you on Instagram. I think I was looking up like thrifting or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe hashtag, hashtag or something. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I saw the concept and I was like, wow, this is so interesting to me because it was very different. And I think, especially in auction format, the first thing that I always think about is eBay. But mm-hmm. like, I don't know that I trust eBay. Like, I don't know. Something right. about eBay is so weird to me like yeah. I, don't, I don't even know what it is but I feel like I I never know if I'm actually like buying something good so I think it's cool <laughs> that there's true. like there's like a connection between like Instagram feels very like personal still even if you're a business yeah. and this like auction thing so I I definitely think it's unique and cool but it's also cool because it's all secondhand stuff like none yeah. of it's like new you're not buying it from China like sure. it's all just thrifty stuff which I yeah. think is awesome right and I think that's like key to me, you know, I come from, I don't know if you even know, but I am from a very small town in Kentucky. So South Central Kentucky, and we have boutiques. I mean, it's just the Southern way, you know, like we tease our hair and we go to boutiques and we get the (laughs) Jesus shirts. I mean, that's just us. So for me though, I've never been uh, one to go shop in a boutique. I just feel so bad if I know that I've spent 40 or $50 on a t-shirt or um, actually fun fact that this is just random, but I'll throw it in. I've always loved fashion. And at one point in my life, I thought I was going to start a boutique. So I had a a reseller number and I ordered in a lot of clothing (laughs) from these Chinese retailers that, you know, you hear the boutique owners say, I'm going to go to market and I'm going to, they meet with all these basically just Chinese resellers or, or retailers, excuse me. And they meet with them, they pick out the items they want and they are really cute. Don't get me wrong. I think the fashion is super cute. But it is fast fashion and they are not quality items. And even the items that I ordered in thinking I was going to start a boutique, I was so disappointed. Um, They just weren't made well. And that's one reason I love the thrift store because the stuff that's there, okay, most likely, unless it just has tags on it, which I find a lot, it these are items that have been worn sometimes if it's vintage, which is a personal favorite of mine, it's been used and worn and washed for years and years and years. And if it has made it to the thrift store and it looks nice, most likely it is a killer piece of clothing that's going to last forever. So I really like that. And you're getting brand names too, that are just made better. Yeah, no. And I think that that is something um, that I think as we go on, we're going to talk about, because I think I'm the same way. Like, I grew up uh, with, I grew up in a very um, affluent city, I should say, but yeah. but I grew up with like hand-me-downs and a mom that made half my clothes. So oh, those awesome. two things didn't <laughs> go cool. together. Yeah. <laughs> Growing up, it was terrible, but sure, I think, sure. like I said, I think um, one of the things that even now I notice when I talk to people, and I'm kind of the same way, if, I, if I'm wearing a sweater and I got it from like Goodwill or something now... I'm like so excited to tell people that but like <laughs> yes. three years ago, I was like, oh, thanks. Yeah, true. And true. Because I, I think if I was in high such, school, I would be yeah. super embarrassed. Exactly. And I think that like, <laughs> like there's such a stigma about like if you thrift shop, it's because of a budget or right. you can't afford other things. But do you, I, I think personally, especially in the world of sustainability, I think that thrifting is getting a new face like it's yeah, it's getting definitely. a new perception have you noticed that too with even your Instagram like do you yes. have more people interested and stuff like that yeah absolutely there's a huge interest for it I think and to be honest I mean yes the sustainability movement definitely I'm gonna credit some hipsters out there because I don't know what it is but when I even first started the page just a few years ago I almost didn't want to tell people it was goodwill I would just use the word thrift but that's kind of broad. So, you know, I was just using the word thrift because it sounded better than Goodwill because I think even some of the stores like Goodwill, that specific name just, yeah, screams poor to some people or something. But then every once in a while, I would let it slip out, whether it be in a story or maybe they saw the bag when I was doing a little haul video or something like that. People knew where I was getting this stuff. Like, I know, they're pretty smart. They can figure it out. (laughs) But... 
I didn't really, I guess I kept telling myself they didn't know. I would just call it thrift stores. And then all of a sudden people started saying, oh, you got that at Goodwill? Yeah, (laughs) I did. And so then I kind of, I kind of realized that they didn't care. Like as long as you are bringing a really nice piece of clothing, which I have super high quality standards for the things that I sell. And as long as the piece is nice, it's on trend or desirable, it doesn't matter to a lot of people where it comes from. And the people that that does matter to, they're not my target market anyways. Sure. Yeah, no. And I think that there's definitely that too. And honestly, um, there was that song that came out from Macklemore, like, I don't even know, less than five years ago. Like he, he owes a lot to the thrift shop movement, man. Yeah. Like (laughs) Goodwill, I feel like Goodwill owes him some money or something. Yeah, (laughs) they probably do. I don't know. He's probably got plenty. (laughs) Oh, I know. I'm just kidding. It's hilarious. That's true though. But every time I think about thrift shopping, that song just pops in my head. But it's so true though. I think that I always thought about it as grandma clothes and nothing cool. And I think that that, it can be hard to find, right? So, um, so yeah, you, you do usually still shop at Goodwill or do you have like other, I mean, I'm sure that there's local thrift stores too, but is there anything specific um, anywhere specific, I should say, that you go to that has really cool pieces or can you find them in most thrift stores? Um, yes. So in my area, the best thrift stores, my area being this small town, the best thrift stores are definitely the Goodwill stores. Um, but I have found out traveling around to different states and different cities, mostly different states, though, that the Goodwills kind of set their own rules. And one of the new things that they're doing here recently, they're called special price racks and they're the devil. I don't like the special price racks. Oh, okay. Uh, Because they, what they do is whenever something nice comes in, they'll pull it and they'll put some ridiculous price on it, which typically they're not looking for the same things that I am, but it's still just slightly annoying. But what I found when I've gone into different states is not only do they have a set price rack, but they have like everything is set price. So they just set a price based on whatever they think something is worth. And sure, again, not, they don't always hit the nail on the head. They don't always mark up the stuff that's worth a lot, um, but they do mark it up. And, you know, just from, even if I wasn't, I understand from a reselling point. So Goodwill probably probably knows that there's a lot of people out there that do what I do. And so they want to mark it up and they want to make a little extra on it. I get that. And I'm not mad at them over that, but I'm a little <laughs> bit more concerned just from the the point of the people that are actually coming into the thrift store that need, like they don't have a lot of funds to spend on clothes and they, they need a good deal. That just seems kind of rotten <laughs> that they would sure. mark things up. But yes, in my area, Goodwill is the best one to go to. Um, it just seems to... I guess the name where it's been marketed so well, most people donate to Goodwill. We do have um, local thrift stores, a few. Now, in my area, I've not really found much at those stores, but that doesn't mean that, you know, the people listening that in their area, they wouldn't. So especially if you're in a bigger city, there's just a lot more to offer a lot, or I should say there's a lot more being given away. So I would definitely check with those places. Um, I think Goodwill specifically gets a bad reputation sometimes. Um, at least I've heard that it's just a corporation, you know, sometimes they can become a little bit more corrupt. So I do know a lot of people that refuse to donate to Goodwill and they would prefer to donate to a local charity or something like that, or um, to a thrift store that supports a local charity. And so those are always great places too, to check in. Um, But even out of just the thrift store realm, some of my favorite places to find good deals, maybe even right up there with Goodwill these days are, um, Pallet stores? Have you ever been to a pallet store? No, I don't even know what that is. Okay, who knows? That could just be like <laughs> a weird poor Kentucky thing. But hey, I'm sure there are more places. <laughs> so what they do <laughs> is um, retailers. So let's say Nordstrom. Nordstrom runs sales. They clearance out everything, but they still don't sell 100%. So the stuff that's left over, they will bail up or box up. And then they sell at auction just like a huge box full of all their stuff that they couldn't get rid of. And so there are companies and groups and stores that will go and they'll bid on these boxes or these pallets. And then when they buy them, they don't really know what they're bidding on. They just know maybe where it came from. Target's another one that, um, 
there are there's a line of stores or a chain of stores here in the south called Bargain Hunt. And that chain of store gets a, they get a lot of pallets from Target. So that's not only clothing, but it's home goods. And I mean, there's food, there's, there's all kinds of stuff. And those are my favorite stores, but those are hidden gems because they sell stuff. Sometimes I get things there cheaper than I can get them at Goodwill by a lot. So, and that they're brand new with tags too, which is really cool. So maybe just a simple Google search on a pallet store might pull up something for someone. And there was one other, oh, they're, okay. So I call them pulls. I don't know what they're actually called, but it's kind <laughs> of the same concept. Um, the ones here locally, they have names, they're groups. Lots of them are Facebook groups, even like search Facebook groups and look for these resale pages. Um, because what they'll do is they get big boxes of returns from places like Amazon. And you would think it was Black Friday. There's an even smaller town than the one I live in. And we will go there sometimes, me and whomever I'm deal hunting with at the time. I go with uh, my mother-in-law a lot, but we'll go down there. They'll wait outside in a line. They'll camp out there with their chairs and tents and whatever, just to be first in line to get into these stores. Because what they do is they go in and everything's a dollar. So you just go in, you start digging and you just throw anything and everything that you could imagine that has been bought and returned on Amazon are in those boxes. And it's just a buck. So that's another that's crazy yeah it's actually cool though even the pallet store and that um i mean all of it but even from a sustainable perspective it's cool because all that stuff would just end up in the landfill somewhere if they weren't doing that so it's kind of cool that there are stores that are at least trying to you know be able to let people yeah yeah, to keep the product in homes but also they're not just throwing it away immediately i think that that's at least nice to know that (laughs) that that sort of stuff is happening because so much stuff in the fast um, the fast fashion market is just, it's crazy how much yeah. stuff we're just throwing away. I know that and- statistic. I think you shared a statistic with me and that was crazy. What was that? I don't have it right in front yeah. of me. Yeah. So, um, basically in North America every year, I think, um, they send over 10 million tons of clothing to landfills. So, yeah, and 95% of that can't, and 95% of it can't be recycled because of what it's made out of. So, wow. um, but so that's, yeah, it's, it's bad. <laughs> yeah. And you know, when I read that, you know, you ask with Shop K Beth how it started. Well, to be honest, it, it really didn't start out of sustainability. You know, it started just trying to get clothes out of my closet. So I'd right. like to have this really big, beautiful story on how it started, but really it was just <laughs> kind of selfish. Um, but you know, you see statistics like that and it's so true. And I shop, you know, with the Goodwill stores, they also have, um, Goodwill outlet stores and these outlet stores, basically it's the same thing that Nordstrom and Target do, but Goodwill does it. So they hide or they hide, they have things out on the rack and they're for sale. But as they sit there, the longer they sit there, then based on the tag color that they have, they will be pulled out and bailed up and they're sent to these outlet stores. So as, excuse me, as a reseller, you really want to hit up the outlet stores because they then sell the clothing by the pound. The one that I go to in Nashville is 99 cents a pound, I think. But you walk into that store and you see loads and loads and thousands of pounds of stuff, not just clothing, but furniture and toys and just all kinds of stuff that they're pulling out. And like you said, that's going to end up in a landfill. So it is awesome that they're trying to move it. And the sustainability movement is just, it's a good thing in general. And I can see that that statistic is so true. Just going to the few stores I've been to. Yeah. Well, and I think it's interesting. So one of the things that you talked about, I think, is quality. So I have no idea because I'm not a big fashion person. Um, But how do I know, I guess, the difference? So like if I'm in a Goodwill or I'm in a thrift store in general, how do I know if something that I'm looking at is going to be a better quality and maybe last longer versus something is, you know, cheaper and it might fall apart faster? Like, are there specific things that I can look for? Um, Um, Well, help me know. 
for me, it's the feel of the fabric. So I touch, I probably look like a crazy person in Goodwill, let me tell you. I touch everything. I smell it occasionally, even as weird as that sounds. (laughs) For me, I am like, I'm a reseller. So I don't want to be selling something to someone that might have been in a home where people smoked or something like that. So I'm constantly feeling and smelling and tugging and pulling and just putting the clothing through a little test right there in the store. Um, but the, the more you thrift shop too, the more you'll get used to it. And you can almost run your hand down a rack of clothes and feel the difference. The, the cheaper quality is just sometimes it'll unravel like at the seams. So always check the seams. Um, but then just the quality of the fabric. I mean, usually it's thicker, it's stretchier, the good stuff that is. And the other is just kind of thin and transparent or like I said, unraveling and always check for holes or anything like that. Um, Brand sometimes plays a role, not always, but sometimes um, the items that typically are made here in the U.S. are a little bit higher quality with used um, or excuse me, made with better what's the word I'm looking for fibers yes yes that works so I would say brand works or brand is important sometimes but but not always a lot of the vintage brands I think I don't know you know I guess vintage is kind of a either it's your flavor or it's not but for me I really like it I wear a little bit of both I don't wear everything vintage but I do appreciate a good vintage piece and One thing I've learned about vintage clothing is it has been around for a really long time. So if it has made it to the thrift store and it's still looking good, it's going to keep looking good. And I just really enjoy all my vintage pieces. They seem to be some of the best made items that I have hanging in my closet. And I actually have some friends that love vintage stuff too. I personally struggle with vintage um so funny story that has nothing to do with sustainability but when I graduated college um my mom got me as part of my graduation present a um or sorry it was actually when I got my first like real job she got me like a stylist to come in and like go through my wardrobe it was like that show what not to wear but like the real life version obsessed with that girl (laughs) (laughs) so yeah so she basically did that she went through my whole closet we like talked about stuff we went shopping she like helped me figure out things that looked good on me because I'm a creative person but I missed the fast fashion gene I just don't get it (laughs) that's all right um But one of the things that she told me was I either looked like I was in high school or I looked like a grandma. Like there was no in between. So I feel like I struggle with vintage, especially because I go down that like five year old or like grandma (laughs) route and I can't I can't figure out how to like look (laughs) my age and vintage. Yeah, that's hilarious. (laughs) That's random segue. But yeah, I just love lace and stuff like that. So I well, it gets, it gets a little it's bad not for sometimes. everyone, you know, <laughs> and honestly, I don't even know when I started wearing it. I was, I was raised by a grandma shopper. She shopped continuously her and her sister. She had one sister. They would take me shopping from the time that I was in a stroller as an infant because she babysat me. So she raised me shopping and she always said, now, I don't think this is always the best mentality, but she always said <laughs> about everything, oh, I like that because it's different because I know no one else has it. And that's a little bit, eh, I don't know about the mindset there, but <laughs> I think it was somewhat instilled in me to a degree. Sure. And with the vintage clothing, that's one thing that I think is just really cool is that no one else has it. Or if they do, you'll never know because there's probably only one or two even in sure. existence yeah. still. So I think that's really cool. And then just the way that fashion repeats itself, it's such a cycle. And the way that it repeats itself, typically you can go to the thrift store, especially if there's something, I guess this would be a thrifting tip too. If there is some sort of trend that's going on and you're kind of iffy on it, you think, well, I think that's kind of cute. I don't know if it would be great on me or not. I encourage you to go to the thrift store and just look around because, I mean, for instance, right now, those thick, chunky sneakers, those are trending. I still haven't tried it, but they're trending. And so the, <laughs> the thick sneakers, um, you could pay Adidas 
$80 plus to try a pair, or you could just frequently visit your thrift store. And I would about guarantee you, because I see them all the time, you will find a pair within a week or so, and you can try them for $3.99. So I'm definitely on the (laughs) $3.99 train or right now leopard. The leopard print is super popular. I find leopard all the time at the thrift store. And it's so cool because the leopard stuff that I find was not bought at the boutique. So I'm not going to show up to church on Sunday and my BFF have on the same exact dress (laughs) because mine's vintage from 1982 or something. So I think that's just really cool. But I also like my very best friend not into vintage whatsoever. And I think it has a lot to do with just body shape and, and personality and a lot of different things I think play into if you like vintage stuff or not. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's been interesting too, because, you know, being pregnant, uh, I went through like the thrift store because of like almost budgetary reasons. I mean, it was better for me anyway, but maternity clothes like it's crazy (laughs) there's really like one store and even target like used to have this awesome section and they got rid of a lot of stuff so i i went and hit up my thrift store but like i didn't feel like from a when you're shopping maternity especially you i wasn't like oh i need to find things that are like super cute and fashionable you're like i kind of need to find some function (laughs) like it was a little bit more about functional than fashion yeah and comfort (laughs) So, so it's been an interesting, but uh, season, but luckily it was over winter and a lot of my sweaters are super long anyway. So I didn't have to buy a ton of stuff, but the thrift store, it was actually, I found a couple of things, but it was hard to find maternity. Well, and maternity is so outrageous. It's like, they know you have to buy it at that certain time. So they just completely mark it up on you. (laughs) Oh, it's nuts. You can't find a shirt for less than like $50. I am not pregnant currently. And (laughs) I thrift maternity stuff all the time. If I find it in my size, buddy, I buy that and I put it in a tote because I'm right there with you. Maternity stuff is way overpriced. Yep. Yeah. I'm trying to find it. Like I use Facebook marketplace too sometimes. And I yes. found a couple of things on there. So actually that was I've one tried place I was going to say to check. Um, I totally forgot. Cause I'm kind of new to the Facebook marketplace. Um, one of my friends had been sharing, she does what I do, uh, through Instagram. And she had been sharing that she found some really great home stuff on Facebook marketplace. And I thought, why have I never dabbled in Facebook Marketplace? My husband buys and resells, I'm going to call it junk because that's just way faster <laughs> or fancier sounding, but really just a bunch of junk. He buys it and he resells it and he makes good money doing it. He does all of that through Facebook Marketplace. So I think I had wow. like written that off as lawnmower central or something and I just didn't <laughs> I didn't check in but they have some great stuff too and then also Craigslist it was yep. it seems like it's not quite as popular as it was but that's another great place that you can look for stuff well and that's what actually I used to use Craigslist all the time especially for like home stuff mm-hmm. um versus like a thrift store or whatever because I think too also a thrift store outside of clothing like you might plug in an electronic and it might turn on but like right. does it really work <laughs> True. So, why is so it here one, yeah so that one I'm like uh but like on a Craigslist or something like that but yeah I found that Craigslist kind of has died a lot and Facebook marketplace has picked up a ton so yeah. it's kind of at least where I live now switched but yeah I agree um so what other things do you think like if I'm just walking in a thrift store I've never been in one before like what should I do like Cause it's kind of overwhelming. So what kind of things should I be looking for? Um, what are things to maybe avoid? Like how, how can I kind of go on this journey in the, in a professional way, even if I've never done it before? Yeah, sure. <laughs> so the first thing I think, you know, for me, obviously I'm kind of in an odd situation where I'm shopping for all sizes, but I did go through a little phase with my shop when I was just experimenting and I had to decide was I was I always going to buy every good deal or was I going to focus the shop page down to a certain set style which really just boils down to kind of my personal style and what I gravitate towards and what I decided to do was to 
focus, my brand, if you will, my brand for my store. And that has made all the difference, I think, just for my business. But even in your personal wardrobe, that's what I would advise. I would say go in to the thrift store with a vision for your wardrobe. You know, a lot of people right now are doing the Marie Kondo thing and they're wanting to minimize and lots of people are even into the real minimalistic kind of style. And so if you have some sort of vision board or a mood board, especially on Pinterest, I'm not like a physical pin it up on the board person. A lot of people mm-hmm. are, and they are way cooler than me. I'm the like, just try to survive <laughs> with two toddlers person. And so Pinterest is way more convenient on my phone. So I will start a Pinterest board. Let's say it's the beginning of the spring and I'm looking at the new trends that are out. I would just pin on that board some of the looks that I like. Um, I would go through those looks and see what they have in common. Maybe it's like a dark skinny jean. Maybe it's big flowy shirts, that kind of thing. So if you go in with that vision, then that's going to help you right off the bat. And then I would say, as far as actually tackling the thrift store, when you go in, you have this idea. So you're going to want to look first at the freshest items. Those items for my thrift stores are usually on racks that are in the middle of the store and the employees are pushing them around and they're going out and they're hanging these new items on the racks. So the first thing that I do is go to those racks. If I, I call them fresh racks. If I see a fresh rack out and they're hanging up stuff, they don't care a bit if you just walk up to that rack and you start going through it. Because if you get four or five items, that's four or five items that they don't have to hang up. <laughs> so they, exactly. they let me know that very quickly whenever I apologize for getting in their way. But I would start there because you know that those things have not been picked over. And then right after I hit those racks, I would go to the um, changing rooms where people are trying on the finds that they have gotten off of the racks. I would go there because you know the things that are hung up on those racks or even like lazy people, (laughs) because there's no other term I can think of, the (laughs) lazy people that don't take their clothes out of the dressing room Go in the dressing room if it's unlocked and you can see things piled in there and just look through those things because they were obviously nice enough that someone thought, huh, that's nice. I should try that on. So lots of times you'll find good stuff there too. I find most of my good stuff on the fresh racks because like I said, not, um, how do I put this? The people that shop at Goodwill most of the time aren't the most stylish. I'll leave it at that. Sure. So it might not yeah. be exactly what you're looking for, <laughs> but it's worth it. Worth a try for sure. So how, do you know, I guess, because I, a lot of them, they don't restock every single day. I don't think I might not know, but do you, um, can you just go in and ask, like if you don't know when they restock or is that information available somewhere or do you just kind of learn? Cause you've been there a bunch. <laughs> well, for me again, I keep referring to Goodwill because that is where I buy, I'd say 90% of my inventory for my store. Um, they actually stock every single day continuously. So yeah, it's really interesting. They have piles and piles and piles of donations back in the back and they just slowly kind of work their way through that. So they'll go through the bags or the boxes and they'll pick the nicest things without stains or tears and smells, (laughs) et cetera. And they hang, (laughs) they hang those up and uh, send them out. And then they have more employees that go and they just kind of hang them in the section that they belong in. So um, they continuously do restock. And that's also a tip I would share is just to be really consistent checking in with your thrift stores because every day is a treasure hunt. You never know what you'll find. I can go, (laughs) this is really a little bit pathetic, But also (laughs) I see it as my future. And that is whenever I maybe will spend a whole day thrift shopping, I notice the same people, like they'll be in there for a little while and then they'll disappear and then they'll come back. And I overheard somebody talking one time, or maybe I was talking to an employee and they told me that these retired people that love to thrift, that's totally going to be me. They will go to one location. They'll shop for an hour or two. They'll go get lunch. They'll go, because we have two locations in my city, go to the second location and then they'll go back to the first location because honestly, (laughs) by the time they've shopped that second location, there's new stuff at the first store. So just be consistent, check in every week 
and you're going to find good stuff. I think that that's fascinating. And I know that, so I have also have a savers by me. Yeah. So it's actually interesting. I have a savers and a goodwill across the street from each other. And I would say <laughs> for, yeah, but for the first, like when I lived in Arizona, especially um, the goodwill always had great stuff, but here savers has great stuff and goodwill's kind of hit or miss. Yeah. Um, but the savers does sometimes like deal days and I never know before I go in there. Cause there's not like every Tuesday it's this, I feel like they just randomly run specials or something like that, but they had a, um, like a program. So I like gave them my phone number and now I get emails of like, yeah. Hey, this weekend we're doing this sort of sale, which is kind of fun. Cause then you at least know ahead of time, like, Oh look, I can go in and save even more which is crazy yeah that definitely can and do I that. Think that, <laughs> yeah I know that's those are the best when you just keep stacking the savings on top of each other get something for free the other day I went <laughs> the other day I went into um it was the bargain hunt store that I was talking about and this poor little guy he had showed up to work and it just happened to be the day that they go through and they scan all the tags and if they've been there for a while they mark them down a little bit more and so I caught on to what he was doing and I was like, I've got a buggy full of stuff. I wonder if he'd scan it all real fast. I mean, it was a buggy full too. It's like, I wonder if he'd <laughs> scan it all really fast and see if it's going to drop down a little bit more before I go check out. So I'm over there trying to get him to scan all my items, get the cheapest price I possibly could. Bless him. He was nice about it. And he did it. And you know what? I saved a lot of money that way. But also, there you go. <laughs> I ran into some shirts. They were like 24 cents a piece. I bought, oh my I don't know, 15 of them, which <laughs> just went crazy. I was like, this is awesome. If these don't sell, I'll just stuff them in people's bag for free because it's just a fantastic deal. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. But definitely really check funny. in with the thrift stores or like you said, with savers. Um, I've never been to a savers store. It's just not a chain of stores that I guess are in the South. I don't think, at least I've not seen any. Where are you located? I should have asked. I'm in Kansas City. Okay, yeah. So I think so the it Midwest. might be. Yeah, I think it might be a more Western chain because I sure. I follow a lot of resellers. Not so much the way I resell, but through Poshmark and eBay and other reselling platforms, and lots of them get their inventory from Savers. I've seen a lot mm -hmm. of them share that, and I'm assuming. Do you all have TJ Maxx? Yeah, we have those. Is yep. that similar or not at all? So I think TJ Maxx is not resale, but I think it's similar to like, um, I don't know if Nordstrom is a good example, but I think there's retailers that sell clothes and when they don't go firsthand, then they sell them to like a TJ Maxx or a Marshalls for discounted prices. So gotcha. it's new stuff, but so Savers actually older. isn't new stuff. Nope. It's all, it's oh, the same as Goodwill. Okay. So it's a thrift store. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. I was totally confused then. I thought Savers was more of a discount store, not a. There might store. be some called that though too. I don't know. Nah, but probably <laughs> the not. one by me just store. have no idea. <laughs> sure, but definitely check in with those stores is what I was going to say. And even Goodwills have certain days that they run specials. It's kind of a new thing that they're doing, but I have noticed um, crossing the state lines and going to other Goodwills that they all seem to be doing that and. In Kentucky, what they'll do is um, on Sunday. So every Sunday, they switch the color of the week and they have four or five different colors. And every week, there's a color that's half off. So anything with the little color barb tag thing that is the color of the week is half off of whatever. And that's quite a bit. I mean, if a shirt's $4.29, you're going to get it for $2.15. So that's a good savings. And like I said, it switches over every Sunday. So Sundays are a great day to shop at Goodwill in Kentucky because you know that all those colors are going half off and the color has not been picked through. Now, if you show up on Saturday, you're not going to have the best pickings ever sure. because people have been shopping that half off color all week. But all I would week, say yeah. most thrift stores have some sort of program like that. So I think the last um, big thing that I kind of wanted to at least ask about was, um, so you mentioned a couple of them, but um, I think one of the things that I thought was interesting, especially like I said, in maternity land, when I was just looking for a resource, um, was kind of the online thrift store world yep. in general, outside of Instagram, like there's obviously that as a platform, but like ThreadUp and Poshmark. Yeah. Um, it's so interesting because six months ago, I didn't even know that those existed. So do you kind of 
look at those websites ever. I know it's a little bit different because they're probably doing what you're doing where <laughs> they're going to be more expensive because they're reselling it. But, yeah. um, but I think it's a cool community and it's a cool way to f- thrift without having to go into a specific store or whatever, if you don't like that experience, but oh, yeah. do you use those very often? Um, I do actually, mostly for my kids clothes, but I have not, I say I have not, I might've used thread up one time. But I have ordered definitely through Poshmark, through eBay, um, through Mercari. I don't know if you've ever heard of Mercari, but it's actually my favorite reselling platform just because I am super cheap. (laughs) If I'm used to buying things at Goodwill price, I really would like to get a good deal. And I just feel like um, selling and buying through Poshmark and through eBay, you know, they take their cut, which I understand from a business standpoint, they have to, you know, take a cut, but the, um, Mercari, the Mercari, (laughs) the Mercari has, I don't know if it's, I don't know how they do it exactly. It's, you can send offers to the sellers, I guess is the difference. I guess you can technically do that on Poshmark, but it's not as easy on Mercari you can send messages and they have a little button that you can send offers I'm always the girl that everybody eye rolls I'm sure because I totally go in there and (laughs) lowball everything but sometimes two dollars exactly (laughs) you're like what two dollars that's Louis Vuitton I'm like oh sorry sorry um (laughs) but truly it is a great way that you can get a good deal especially from just a a personal person trying to clean out their closet or get through some of their kids stuff that they're never going to wear again. It's a good way to get a good deal. Um, you know, as far as a reseller goes, I would say maybe if you're reselling to go through somewhere like Poshmark and eBay, even though they have that fee, you have to pay. They also help you out as far as sending you the, um, shipping information and stickers and packaging and, you know, all that stuff. So they do help, help you out for their little uh, percentage that they make. But for me, um, when I started on my reselling journey, I wanted to sell through Poshmark and I thought I wanted to sell through eBay, but I am married to an entrepreneur and he just would not, (laughs) he refused. He said, Carrie Beth, no, you need to sell through Instagram. If it's working, what is the saying? If it's not broke, don't fix, Don't fix it. it. Right. And he said, if it's working, why yeah. would you ever do that? And you know, I was like, well, all these cool resellers that have thousands of followers, <laughs> they're selling through Poshmark. And he was like, yeah, and Poshmark is taking 20 plus percent of their profits, which are not that high to begin with. Right. And I said, okay, okay. So he already, <laughs> he already had a business where he was shipping um, items, products out of our home actually is where we both work from right now. I don't have a storefront or anything. That would be the dream, but right now it's from our home in our stock room, AKA basement. So, uh, you know, just got to hustle away, but yes, I have used, um, some of those platforms before, and I think that they're very reputable and you can trust them and you really can find some great deals. Yeah. And I think that some of that stuff too, because I do know from like the thrifting, there is a lot of like weeding through things, right? So you kind of have to like have time and like want to do that. But when you use like Poshmarks or even your Instagram auctions and stuff like that, people have kind of done that hard work for you. So you just kind of get to reap the benefits (laughs) of having good deals. It's true too. I mean, you're talking to the girl that I'll tell my husband, I'm just going to run into Goodwill really fast. And four hours, <laughs> literally four hours later, he's calling me like, where are you? Well, in my mind, it's only been 30, 45 minutes. For it's sure. Been four hours. So <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm one of these freak shows that really thrive on the dig and the hunt. And that, I know that's not the norm. So if you are a normal person, not a weirdo like me, definitely hit up those platforms because sure. you're right. They really do the hard work for you. And you can get just some really killer deals on there. Um, and I think so. Uh, I will put your Instagram uh, and your website in the description of this podcast for anyone that kind of wants to check out your auction or um, is interested in any of your services. But if someone had specific thrifting questions or just really wanted to know where to start even planning their wardrobe or something like that, yeah. what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? 
Well, for me, I'm probably on my Instagram shop page more than anything. So if they would just connect with me on Shop K Beth, then they can just private message me. I always check the messages for my friends that we um, we have in common or we follow each other, but also any requests that come in, I always check those too. So I, I stay on top of that. And if they need to get in touch with me, they can write me there. And if for some odd reason I were to miss it, you can always check out my website, which is um, carriebeth.com. And there is a contact form there too. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. This has been fun. And I think yeah, it's uh, been so fun. Thank I you. jotted down some notes too of new places that I can even check out. So, yes. <laughs> so I, always, I like learning. Find anything. That's <laughs> yes, my favorite. Sure. When people tag me in pictures, oh, I just, I get the best thrill out of that. <laughs> well, that's awesome. <laughs> well, thanks so much. This has yep, been fun. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So, hey again, guys. I know you're not used to hearing me at the end of the podcast, but as I mentioned in the beginning, this is episode 10, and I have had so much fun doing this podcast so far. Um, and, you know, this is a great place for me to end a season and start a new season. Um, as most of you have heard by now, if you've listened to this podcast or just know me personally, I am about to have a baby. So, we are going to take a little season break at episode 10, um, but don't worry if you follow me on Instagram, you'll still see a lot of great content while I'm not podcasting, um, and I'm hoping to launch back up in a month or two with all new episodes and kick this really into high gear. So if you know anyone that's in the world of sustainability that wants to chat about what they do or their uh, expertise in their field feel free to reach out during this time it's a great it's a great time for me to really um start to find new people and if you're an avid listener and would love to hear more from this podcast please feel free to review or share this podcast with your friends and family and uh i'd love to see this thing grow to even bigger and just share the message and the world of sustainability in maybe ways that people haven't thought of it before so it's been great. If you haven't heard all 10 episodes, this is a wonderful time to go back and play them. And uh, I'll talk to you guys soon. <laughs>